Oh, goodness, it's the Maddie Daddy. We're back on happy hour. I want you to keep dreaming, creaming, and screaming because we have quarterback movers, upsets, and a little spring break on High Five Happy Hour. Fantasy Affarians, welcome to the show. It is me, ooh, ooh, the Maddie Daddy. We're bringing that sweet heat, those yum yums, and of course, those hot buys, because it is hump day, it is Wednesday, and the team is back for hot buy happy hour. So you know it's me, the Maddie Daddy, but let's get those two other badass mother truckers. Let's go first. Sammy, what's up, baby? Walk it off. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Uh, no walking it off over here. Uh, as some of you guys may know that are listening to this. Uh, broken ankle over here, hobbled, playing a little basketball, 40 years old. Might be a little too old to be doing that with the young kids, the 19, 20-year-olds. But, hey, got to get out there. Got to get the run in. Didn't work out for me this time, fellas, but I'll be back better than ever. Getting up there, putting a couple uh, – couple buckets over the young kids in the future so sammy the fantasy affarians gotta know are you a forward are you a guard are you the man down low what's your position of choice i am a 5'11 dude there's no way i'm playing anything other than point guard point guard and i excel, I excel at it however going to the basket against the young kids like i said doesn't always work out in my favor hey but you got those sweet Sweet handles, they call you white chocolate for a reason. The old brittle bones did not hold up this time, though. Sammy, I see you're inside not smoking a stogie for once. This is like the first time I've ever met you that you aren't smoking. So I want to know, because I'm about to do it, it's hot by happy hour. What are you drinking on, baby? I got a Oban 14 single malt. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Best scotch that you can get for your money, man. It's uh, it's fantastic. Oban 14, O-B-A-N. Oh, yum, yum. Yum, yum, Sammy, my boy. Speaking of boys, let's go from men to boys, boys to men, blah, 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 blah. We're going Quinn. West Virginia's own, the human highlight reel, just coming off of a hot freaking, just wrote that Kenny G, A-Rob article, and now he's here with us tonight, our third man. Quinn Kusky, what's up, Big Daddy? Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a busy week. You know, we had the the Kenny A. Rob article was on the uh, the Fantasy Affair pod that went live on Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday went live Tuesday, and now I'm here with y'all and ready to have a great time. Oh hell yeah, Quinny baby, you are you've done with the COVID. You've had the quarantine. But you have grinded with us. We're back. The Fantasy Affair is relaunched. It's still us three dudes with attitudes. And we're bringing it to you every Wednesday day. We're going to drop you those hot buys. It's Tuesday night, start of the work week. We're having a few beers, just shooting the shit. So tonight, we're going to give you quarterback movers, 
We're going to talk some upsets. We're going to talk spring break. Um, what's the Maddie Daddy been doing? Been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, a uh, little bit of this and that. But tonight, it's it's about you guys, the variants. It's about us having a good time, having a beer. So uh, without further ado, and a let's scotch. get it. What? Beer or, or a scotch. Don't, don't, leave, don't leave us liquor <laughs> drinkers out. Okay. Drinks, drink's a drink, man. Anything to take the pain away. Uh, it's hot by happy hour. Let's just go to the bar, have a drink. Let's do it. And shoot that shit, man. Let's do it. So, Quinn, you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's get it. All right. It's time. Before we get going on uh, upsets with Sammy Quinn, we all know you have your finger on the pulse of the video game world. So I thought it was only right that we have a gamer segment every week, start off the show. You hit us with what's hot and what's not. So, so Fetus Quinn, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, what's hot, what's not. Right now, it's kind of the same thing, actually. It's kind of weird. Uh, Call of Duty just had their uh, their season two launch for Black Ops Cold War, new new uh, season, first time we've had that for this game since it came out. And the big thing with it was uh, the zombies update, where if you're Ooh. if you're a big COD zombies guy, this was a big deal. They released um, uh, Outbreak is what it's called, and it's an open world zombies. It's the size of like your traditional like battle royale map, but it's zombies, so it's still PVE. And Are these- Fast zombies or slow zombies or it's a bit of mix of the two. Badass um, zombies. When you when yeah. you're in like rounds one, two, three, they're slow zombies. When you get to round three, or like round like four, five, six, they start to move a little bit faster. And then by you know, like round seven and eight, they're wearing like full body suits of armor. So, so what's your Call of Duty as far as games you've played? You've played mm-hmm. there's been million or not millions, but you know, we're on a lot. 10. Yeah. So what is on a rank, a scale of one to 10, what do you give this call to? Um, three. Ooh. It's bad. Wow. No, it's Yikes. bad. Yikes. That deserves a letdown song. Tell, yeah. us, tell, yeah. tell us some more. Tell us why it's only a three. Yeah. Why is yeah. it shit? It's got, so one, it felt like they released a half done game. Uh, on launch, the game had eight maps. If you've ever played any Call of Duty in history, eight maps is not – like, you usually get, like, 12, 13, 14 maps on launch. We had eight. So it just gets repetitive quickly. Uh, the movement itself is really glitchy. So while what things that look smooth on your screen, if you're shooting at somebody and they're moving, it looks really glitchy, so it's hard to actually hit them. Um, and then the zombies mode from, like, a – people who like really play zombies and like do like Easter eggs and like run and like try to actually beat zombies maps. The, the Easter eggs were like the, the, the game itself is too simple in zombies. It's too easy. And like they, they've managed to find a way. Oh, and the campaign's only like six hours of gameplay. So in one fell swoop, they managed to piss off the campaign multiplayer and zombies people all at once. It's actually kind of impressive. That is impressive. Maybe they did it on purpose. Motherfucker. Terrible game. Okay, so that's that's the drizzling shits. So what's hot, man? If that's if that's a three, what's 
What's going on? Well, so this? What's interesting is what I would say is hot is that outbreak mode in zombies. The whole uh, concept, the concept of an open world zombies map has never been done before. When you think zombies, you think about, you know, like the original in World at War, Nocturne and Toten, where, you know, there's just these waves of zombies pounding into this house that you're in. You're, you're just in one house. And that was, that was where we started, where you had like four total rooms. Now we're talking about massive maps with like 20 to 30 buildings, and there's three of them. So just to see how far the game has gone, to see how far it's progressed is awesome. I just feel like zombies was like a big thing like 10 years ago. So why, why are you just now bringing this to the, you know, gaming world? Back when Walking Dead was coming out. Or uh, what was it? Uh, Night of the Living Dead, Pet Cemetery, stuff like that. That was more than 10 years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I mean... So what's crazy, like COD Zombies has been huge ever since it started with World at War. And also what's really interesting is the only reason Call of Duty Zombies even exists is they put it into the game so they could test the animation of a person running while on fire. That Man. was the reason Zombies even exists. And now it's almost as big, if not bigger, than multiplayer is in Black Ops Cold War. Every time I play Call of Duty, I, I wasn't even in the war, and I start getting PTSD. Like, I start freaking out. Too much going on. Like, I'm just not cut out for those shooter games, man. Hey, what? So, okay, so that's the hotness. What's Hold the on, hotness? I got, I, I got a, I got a Go question ahead. about. I got a question about Call of Duty. When did the first <laughs> one come out, Quinn? Do you remember what year? Either later 90s, early 2000s. Jesus, so, sucking on so the titties I, still. I thought that I used to play Call of Duty with your father on a LAN on the ship where wow. we would have a bunch of offices linked up and we would just play. Obviously, you weren't playing online. You were just playing with, with each right, other. Right, a LAN on the, party. On the, yeah, it was, it was sweet. We used to do that shit every damn night because there's nothing else to do on an aircraft carrier while you're underway. What about? And, and ask me what Quinn's dad's name was. What? He would always run a rocket launcher, and his name was Anal Expander. Oh gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have Quinn, to call close him your ears, dude. when we get uh, when we get off here. I'm gonna have to call him <laughs> and uh, ask him about Anal Expander. I guess that's how you prevent more pregnancies. Speaking of pregnancies, I have my third one on the way. Thanks, birth nice, control, buddy. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. Um, I'll get more into that, that later. But uh, yeah, hoping for a girl or a boy. Either can't go wrong that way, huh? You got one of each already, right? Right. So, kids are kids, man. I'll take them. Hey, so so one last thing about video games before you move on. You were talking about the uh, the hotness and the notness. I heard there was some notness going on with some Madden play recently. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your boy. Your boy. Wait, wait. Let's hot. leave this in, Quinn. Before we get to that point. This is our ranked Madden player. Our this guy's got like Madden sponsors beating down his door. This is our extraordinaire. Okay, the notness. Go, Quinn. Yeah. No. Not only that. Uh, something that did happen recently. I am now on a uh, West Virginia University's uh, esports Madden team. So I'm a collegiate athlete. Ha ha. <laughs> <For> you. <laughs> um. But so. 
Yeah, so I'm in uh, two different Madden franchises, you know, like 32 people. Each person controls a different team in the league. Um, and so one of the leagues, I went 16-0 and in. Off, I won a Super Bowl and then followed it up by going 16-0 and in the regular season. And that league, as well as two other leagues, combined to form like a super sweaty Madden league of like guys mm-hmm. that are like the, the best in the business, like guys that are like we're all ranked Madden players in that league, which is really fun and really, you know, it's there's a difference between playing football and, a, and playing Madden. And this one league that I went 16 and 0 is playing football. The other league you're playing Madden. And so in the other league, I did go 14 and two in the regular season, but then I lost in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. Oh yeah. I went 14 and two and didn't get a first round bye. by the way, I was the two seed at 14 and two, but so won the first round lost in the divisional and I lost 28 to seven to one of the best defensive schemes I've ever seen. So the guy ran a formation called nickel three, three, five, which is three. That's a, that's a college formation. So three down linemen. And then because it's Madden in Madden, you don't use linebackers. Linebackers are obsolete in Madden. No reason to ever put them on the field. So you had three down linemen and then three safeties where his linebackers should have been. And then two safeties, uh, three corners. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so he ran a uh, cover three out of this, except what he would do is he would have two deep flat routes that guarded about 20 yards downfield in the flats and then two hard flats that guarded from the line of scrimmage to five yards back. And then his three deep zones, and he would just cover the entire middle of the field by himself with his user and rush three. So what was the score, Quinn? 28 to seven. So he opened a can of whoop ass. Oh, yeah. No, I could not move the ball on this guy. So, so Absolutely what do you, could not. How do we fix this? How do we fix this moving forward? I run the ball more. That's what, that would have been my recommendation. Yeah, I got, down, I got down too early, and I had to throw. But if I run into him again, we're going, we're going run heavy, tote gang. All day. High formation, up the gut. Make them bleed. You can't Let's can't go. break huddle and eye form because he'll come Knuckle out. Knuckle to the butthole. Let's run it down the, their throat. Got to keep them in that nickel three three five, and the best way to do that is to come out in like a shotgun formation with a couple tight ends. Give them like an O one trap, maybe a power run, something with a pulling guard. Pound it down his throat. Bring back always the runner. Right up the middle with the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I got the Seahawks in there, yeah. so I can run with Russell Wilson too. There you go. Old Russ, we'll be talking about you later, big boy. Um, let's move on, man. We got a show to go. We're, ta- we're we're bouncing it back to Sammy with the upsets. All right, guys. So I, I highlighted a couple that, that really jump out to me that I want to have a little discussion about. First one, Stanford USC back in 2007. I hope everybody remembers this. If they don't, go back, look it up. Take a look at the Wikipedia or, or articles about it. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. So Stanford came into the game garbage. They were uh, one and three at the time. I think they'd only beat a one double A team, FCS, whatever you want to call it. And uh, USC was number one in the nation. This was Pete Carroll's heyday. They had, uh, you know, won Bush. the championship a couple years years prior with Reggie Bush and those guys lost the 05 
national championship to Vince Young in one of the greatest games ever. But they were still recruiting at a ridiculously high level. Uh, like I said, number one in the country. Stanford starting quarterback had a seizure the week before. He was out for the game. What? And and they come in and they they do the thing at USC Stadium. So it was interesting. They were down going into the fourth quarter, rallied to come back, and actually had to make a last uh, two-minute drive. Scored with, I think it was 49 seconds left. Don't quote me on that, but, you know, somewhere around there uh, to, to take the lead and win 24-23. But they actually converted a fourth and 20 from the USC 29 with a, a completion to Richard Sherman who was on that Stanford team playing wide receiver at the time, completed a completed a, a pass to Richard Sherman to get the first down. And what? again, 41 point underdog pulls out the W against USC. I, I remember talking to all the guys that I was working with at the time. How does that happen? Was, that that's the thing. How, how does something like that happen? There was a, there's a bigger upset that's happened since then. It was uh, Howard against, I don't know. Someone be like a bully green, but it was a 45 point, but it, but it's like, you know, okay. I, I see how that happens. You don't understand how a 41 point favorite USC loses at home to Stanford. And that was kind of the coming out party for Jim Harbaugh, where he got a lot of recognition, uh, you know, beating Pete Carroll in that game uh, ultimately trumped that into his move to the, the 49ers. But that game by itself was just nuts. So, Sammy, uh, real quick, this is how life just comes full circle. You you mentioned Jim Harbaugh. Yep. So, my whole, my knuckle to butthole segment, that was basically something that he told, I think it was a group of middle schoolers at a, like, school thing. He's like, you know, to get to that center, you got to get your, butthole, your knuckle right to his butthole. And just got, you know, I think I heard Alex Smith talking about it. And uh, so, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, full circle. Keep going. My bad. Sorry. Any, any uh, well, I'll turn it over to you guys. Any college upsets or, or uh, football upsets that you guys can think of that, you know, com can compare to that? Is it, do we have to do college and or football? <laughs> I, don't, I got college a hockey one. Upsets. Yeah, just, just upsets in general. Yeah. My, next, my a, next one is actually a championship win. So I yeah, want to so see I'm what a, gains that you guys got. I'm going to take you all back before I was born. February 22nd, 1980. Uh, Winter Olympics, uh, the miracle on ice. Yeah. United yep. States, Soviet Union. Smart. I mean, it's got multiple movies named after it. Head coach Herb Brooks with Team USA. Absolute legend. The United Cold States. War, you name it. Yeah. The United States going into the third period down three to two and they scored two goals in the third period in the United States too. It was at Lake Placid in New York and the U S goes on to win the gold medal. This was the first game of the medal round. The United States goes on to win the gold and the Soviet union winds up having to take bronze. The Soviet union had won the gold in the last in five of the last six winter Olympics. They'd won gold and were heavy, heavy favorites going into this tournament. And of course you have the legendary call from Al Michaels 
when yeah. as he realized the United States were going to win, he says, do you believe in miracles? And thus the miracle on ice was born. Well, yep. I never, well, I obviously, I wasn't alive to witness it live. I have gone back and watched that game. I've watched that hockey game probably three or four separate times because it's just so exciting to watch such a huge moment in U.S. history happened on an ice rink. And I love it. Did, did you know that that game wasn't even broadcast live because nobody expected the U.S. to have a chance? Yeah, it was well, supposed they, to be a blowout. They, yep. didn't even, they didn't even air it. Now, what was the, uh, so, so they had played in basically a warm-up for the Olympics. Do you remember what the score was? I think it was like 6 nothing. I mean, it was yeah. something just absurd like that. I mean, that, yeah, that it number... was the, uh, they, the Soviet national team played a team at NHL All-Stars and beat them 6 nothing to win the Challenge Cup in 79-80. Yeah, I thought, there, I thought they had played the U.S. shortly before the Olympics, too, and, and just absolutely crushed them. Some uh, yeah, similar I mean, score to 6 Playing a team at NHL All-Stars, you're pretty much playing the the u.s national team at that point no not back then back then it was all college kids right yeah amateurs yeah u.s didn't play pros i don't think so yeah yeah so so quinn in full disclosure that was one of the ones i had written down and i thought there's no way quinn's gonna let that pass we all had that written down like yeah you said sports upsets and miracle on ice i mean come on for sure definitely maddie anything for you buddy Oh, dude, it's it's easy for me. It's Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. I mean, yeah, Mike Tyson was on fire. Time. He was still young. He was he wasn't like distracted with all these demons that would later come. Like this was peak Mike Tyson, and to go to what was it Tokyo and just fucking flat out just get crushed by yep. Buster. Wait, hold up. Oh, 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 there it is. Buster Douglas whipped his ass, knocked his ass out. Um, what was that like 92, 93, something like that? I think it was earlier than that. I think it might have been 90 or 91. Ooh, dude. Like that was almost like the start. I can't say Mike Tyson really had a downfall, but between that, then going to prison, then biting Evander Holyfield's ear off, he's still relevant, but fuck, what could have been? Yep. All right, I got one more for you guys, and this isn't a specific game but it's an overall underdog winning the championship. And it's absolutely ridiculous. So it's Leicester city yep. soccer club and uh, yep. in England winning the, uh, the premier league in 2016. So let me go back to the prior year and kind of give you some context on this. So the year before after 17 games, which is roughly half the season, they were in last place in the premier league, a distant, last place everybody thought they were going to get relegated which means they're going to go basically down to the triple a version of uh, of english soccer and they ended up winning 22 of the last 27 points available that season so uh, that's a ridiculous run for those of you that don't know three points for a win one point for a tie or a draw as they would call it in england so you kind of do the math it's just a ridiculous run from a team that was in last place they stay up the next year, they have a team full of basically unknown players. One of them was playing uh, non-league soccer, which is, uh, I can't even give you an equivalent. It'd be like just some random guy out in a semi-pro league that decides to make it to the major leagues. Uh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And this guy ends up the leading scorer. They win the Premier League. Everybody thought they were going to get relegated. 
And let me give you the betting odds because that's the craziest part about it. So going into the season, they were 5,000 to one to win the, the, Premier, the Premier League championship. Holy so I, went and looked at, I looked at current FanDuel futures odds to win the NCAA national championship in football this year. And I found what would be equivalent to a plus 500,000. So these are some of the teams. You've got Florida Atlantic. Think about oh. it. Florida Atlantic winning the NCAA national championship. Georgia Southern or Akron, which I will give a shout out to, uh, to Coach Ducks from part of my take on that one. If, you, if you're a follower of, of PMT on, on Barstool. Um, at, yeah, Akron. So you got Akron, Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern. Put into context that they had won the national championship. That's fucking nuts, dude. Um, golly, Quinn, do you have another one? No, that was actually until uh, Sammy brought it up. I was going to talk about Leicester City. That was Lester. 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 Le Lester. Like John Lester, the, the pitcher from the, the Red Sox. Lester. Yeah, that was when I think about upsets nobody saw that coming it's insane they fired and they fired their manager the previous year so yeah they made that they made that great comeback and fired their manager brought in a new guy and ended up winning it because yeah, i'm a big uh i'm a big manchester united fan so i followed i followed the uh that league and i remember just watching that happen and just kind of sitting there and seeing it happen and just go they're really going to pull this off like, yeah. like you just kind of saw that ball start rolling and you're like, nothing's stopping them. And you thought, wow, it's not even close as it got further and further into the season. Like, yeah, they were almost runaway winners that year. From one football to another, I have a football, not football. I have football, uh, just upset. I mean, it, it could be called an upset, but I'm just talking about a person, Kurt Warner, dude. From bagging groceries, you go from you, you know, you you're in the what is it, AFL, you win their their trophy, you you do good, but you never make it to the pros. And then Dick Vermeil believes in you. You go from bagging groceries to the Super Bowl to the greatest show on turf to being let go of the Rams. They gave up on you. To it almost going full circle with the Cardinals a couple years later with Fitzgerald and almost, you know, winning a ring, another ring. So. Hey, so, so Maddie, don't, don't forget. He wasn't even the starter on that Rams team. He had to get lucky with, yeah, and I say, Trent, lucky, Green. Trent Green tearing that ACL. Yeah. I mean, bad luck for him, but. Trent Green was what Kansas city's quarterback got that big money contract by St. Louis, and then in, like, was it preseason, week one, whatever? Uh, dude, that was crazy. That I always uh, loved – I always had a soft spot for the Rams just because Isaac Bruce, a former – you know, we talk FSU, we talk West Virginia, but I'm a Memphis boy. So, Isaac Bruce was our, like, deadly weapon of the 90s. So, yeah, fucking Kurt Warner, dude. Like, talk about, like, just uh, now I think he works for NFL Network, but just how his life kind of turned out by not giving up on yourself. Yep. Good one. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect time. We've talked upsets. We've talked odds. Now's a good time to hit our sponsor. 
Steel Sportsbook. Bet with confidence at Steel Sportsbook. 20% off free play bonus on deposits. No rollovers ever. You mentioned the Maddie Daddy or Hot Buy Happy Hour. You get an extra 10% off. Recreational gaming only. Bet with confidence. There's only one place to bet, ladies and gentlemen. I did a little betting this weekend. I uh, had some good luck and I had some bad luck. I had Arkansas to cover versus LSU, and then I picked FSU to cover versus UNC. But uh, one for Sorry. one. Yeah, I mean, shit happened. Sammy just told me he picked UNC, so shows you what I fucking know. God dang, just don't know what I'm doing. But uh, if you're gonna bet, if you're gonna bet on Florida State, give me a call first. We'll talk. Lesson learned. That's what I'm saying, man. Bet, bet, steal sportsbook. You can find them on Twitter at B E T Steel S T E E L five one nine. Bet steal five one nine. Recreational gaming only. Go check them out, man. All right, moving on. We've talked upsets. Now it's time to go QB movers. Like, we're, we're a fantasy football show through and through. So let's talk the crown jewel of the offseason, all this flow and activity of the quarterback position. Quinn, this is your topic. You bring us home here. Yeah. So this is one of the wildest off-seasons in recent memory with quarterbacks that just seem to be not happy where they are, quarterbacks that are going to be hitting the open market, quarterbacks that have already moved. There's a whole lot going on at the most essential position in football, and it has to be talked about. And there's no better player to kick it off with than Deshaun Watson. So where do you think he should go? Where would you love to see him play? Do you think he might even sit a year and get stuck in Houston? What do y'all think's going to do? What do y'all think he's going to do? Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Yeah, man. Uh, Watson's one of those. You can kind of see the crossover appeal that the NBA's kind of forced the hand of the NFL now that players are getting to kind of pick and choose what they do. You've seen with AB, you've seen with Diggs, you've seen with other players that, that just – you know, attitude detrimental to the team is a big deal. So I don't see Watson staying in Houston if he truly doesn't want to go there. To me, uh, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I think Carolina is a great spot. I've heard Teddy Bridgewater rumors. I think their team is built for cap friendly. They have a bunch of picks. I think Watson would want to play with Christian McCaffrey and those weapons. And I don't really trust Houston as a uh, franchise to get enough in return, as we've seen with Watt and with Hopkins and different players. So to me, uh, Carolina makes perfect sense. Uh, Sammy, what do you think? Where do you think he's going to go? So I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this with, I don't think he ends up going anywhere. I think they try to keep him at Houston. However, you make me a GM, specifically of the Miami Dolphins, Ooh. And I know there was a lot of rumors about the Dolphins about a month ago. They've kind of quieted a little bit. I'm giving up to a, I'm giving up a couple first round picks and I'm getting Deshaun Watson. I think it's a, it's a good deal for Houston. I don't have personally a lot of confidence in Tua, but you're at least getting a quarterback that has some upside to him. 
And I think it could put the Dolphins over the top to definitely make the playoffs. If Good not challenge for that, if not challenge for that division, they've got the draft capital. They've got the young quarterback that would entice a team like Houston. Um, again, that, that was a, a pretty strong rumor about a month ago. And I haven't heard as much lately, but man, if I'm, if I'm a Miami GM, I am pulling that trigger in a heartbeat. I am. I'm not a Tua believer. I've said that before on this podcast. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him based on what he did with the, the number of weapons he had around him. So they also yeah, have I, a bunch of uh, draft capital in yeah. cap space. So I think you nailed it there, Sammy. Like that's a, that's one of those sweet spots. Those but yum, yum. But the, but the thing, the thing is if they haven't pulled the trigger yet, there's something holding it up. And, and my, my gut tells me it's their loyalty towards Tua for whatever reason. I, I don't know any other reason why they wouldn't pull the trigger already. So um, I don't think it's going to happen. That's why I said at the beginning, I think he stays in Houston, but I think that's the best fit. And if I was the GM in Miami, I'm pulling that trigger. And if I'm Flores, I'm walking up to the GM's office and saying, yo, what, what the hell, bro? Let's, let's do this right now. It's Deshaun Watson. Interesting. Yeah. For, uh, for me with Watson, I, I, it's gotta be Chicago. I, I think he's, I think Chicago's got a loaded roster. They've got a lot of young pieces at receiver. They've got a great young tight end. I love Cole Komet. I might be alone in that. I don't know. I like Cole Komet. And the Chicago defense is disgusting. If Deshaun Watson can, th- can put up, if Deshaun Watson and the Bears offense can put up three touchdowns a game, they win a lot of games. And if you look at that Bears team, they're a quarterback away from being a playoff contender, maybe even a Super Bowl contender. You throw Deshaun Watson in Chicago, and I think they make a whole lot of noise. If I'm Chicago right now, that's a move that you've got to make. Deshaun Watson needs to be a Bear. Interesting. All right, so so I would tell you I disagree with with Chicago having a loaded roster at this time. What I will tell you, and what some Chicago fans would uh, would disagree with me about, is I think he could excel in a Nagy offense. I would agree with that too. Nagy Nagy as the offensive coordinator in Kansas City did some things down there with a limited quarterback in Alex Smith. You give him somebody like Deshaun Watson, and even if I think even if I think he's got limited weapons around him. They're still weapons. So I could see it working. Um, I just think there's better landing spots for him, though. I don't know. I think if you're bringing Deshaun Watson into Chicago, Allen Robinson's coming back, too. Well, that's a point. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. If, if, Fuck yeah. If that, if that happens, we have a different discussion. Oh, I yeah. think I think if, if you're Chicago, if you're trying to bring it out, if you, you bring in Deshaun Watson, that's such a huge conversational topic to bring up we, to to Allen Robinson. Be like, look, you make that we gave now, you a quarterback. Yeah. They, yeah, that needs to happen quick because who knows where Robinson goes. You have till the ninth to tag him. So, I mean, they could give him a tag, which yeah. I don't think would be a horrible move. You could give him a transition tag, it's, which is what I would probably do if I was Chicago, is transition tag him and then bring in Deshaun Watson and be like, look, we got you your quarterback. 
let's go ball out. Quinn, did you just say Allen Robinson? I did. I think there's a great article on fffair.com about Allen Robinson and Kenny G. You can also check out last night's Fantasy Affair podcast where Quinn had a little special piece just about those two. Continue on. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great article. It's a good deep dive into both of those players. If you, if you, you know, if you, maybe you got one of them on your roster, you're trying to figure out what to do with them, check out the article. If you're looking to maybe acquire one of them, check out the article. If you have nothing to do with either of those receivers, go check out the article. Just, just check it out. Um, so what's next, Quinn? Feed us, man. What's that yeah. next quarterback yum-yum? So the, the next one that I've got here, is a guy that's not a trade piece. He's in the open market. And we don't really know if he's good or not anymore. Cam Newton, what are y'all's thoughts? We'll start with uh, Sammy this time. Yeah, so I'm going to just – I'm going to pass by saying I don't, think, I don't think Cam Newton is a starting quarterback coming into next season. So from a fantasy perspective, that makes him pretty irrelevant. In my mind. Now, does Cam Newton think he's a starting quarterback? Sure. So my other question would be, do NFL GMs for some asinine reason also believe that Cam Newton's still a starting quarterback? I don't think they do because they would have pursued him a little, little harder than they did last year. I mean, you, you, he ended up at a, at a Patriots in a Patriots organization that had really no proven starting quarterback. Uh, you know, you could say that they had some faith in Stidham. Well, that obviously wasn't born to be true based on, based on just bringing Cam in. So there was really, what other interest was there? Well, what, what was this? What did he get, get brought in on a one year? It's a prove it deal. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a prove it deal. I think it was one year, 1 million. Yeah, it was, Am it I, was like a year, 1 million guaranteed and everything else was incentives. Yeah. So, so obviously, if he, if he was offered anything legitimate, he would have jumped at the opportunity to make more than one million guaranteed last year. So, not to dismiss it, but I'm going to dismiss it. I, I think he's going to end up being a backup, or he's going to watch out. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Oh, Quinn, baby, you talk about my quarterback Cam Newton. Oh, it's booty scooting Cam Newton. Dude, Maddie Daddy is a huge fan. And I think this guy has got a fork in the road. You either become a backup or you keep your starting job. And I think he's done enough with a shitty offense that New England had. I think he's going to Washington, man. And if he's not going to Washington, he's staying in New England. And I think he's a bridge gap quarterback either place. They might draft a quarterback, whatever. But you saw the Haskins failed at Spearman. Let's not waste money on a draft capital with a quarterback just yet. Ron, Rea, Ron Rivera knows how to get the most out of Cam. We saw it, MVP season, things like that. He proved last year he's not hurt. He stayed healthy all year, finished from a, since we are a dynasty fantasy football-oriented show. I think he was like quarterback 16, 17. I mean, not bad. Andy missed a couple games with COVID. That's not an injury. That's just shit luck. Everybody's gotten COVID at this point. Um, so to me, I've sent two trades out today trying to get Cam Newton. 
I think this is just like last offseason. This is the buy low opportunity. So to me, he is a hot buy. I think he will be a starter next year. Sorry, Sammy, but I am all aboard the Cam Newton train. So, so Maddie, I, I guess I would ask you, why did he not I, – I heard what you said, missed a couple games with COVID. Yeah. Quarterback, quarterback 17 or 16. Okay, what do you need? What do you his need? His number why one receiver was Demiri Bird. Dude, why? not only that, but his whole defense opted out. You had Sony Michelle, you had Rex Burkhead. They won't even give Demary or Damian Harris a full workload. They they view him as a Peyton Barber, obviously. Shout out to Brad Stickler, the Peyton Barber enthusiast. Love him. Um, yeah. And comparing Peyton Barber to James Robinson, I'll never let that die. But to me, like Cam has the legs. He gets he gets to the goal line. He scores. He is Josh Allen, but without Stefan Diggs. I'm not giving up on Cam. I think he's still doing it. I've watched the offseason videos. He's trying to lose weight, which means he's trying to be more mobile. Is as long as he can stay healthy and he can get some weapons. Um, to me, Washington's going to go after a receiver. They went after Amari Cooper last offseason. You give them Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, another receiver, and Antonio Gibson, and you know that's better than Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Edelman didn't even play. I don't even know who the Patriots tight end was. So, dude, I'm Sammy, go buy you some Cam Newton, baby. Dude, I wish I had Cam Newton in the league we were in together. I would, I would be all over it, baby. I yeah, would, baby, I, yeah. I wish. All right, Quinn, you heard yeah. us. You settle this right now, Cam. Yeah, Newton. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna front this statement by saying, I don't like Cam Newton. I've never liked Cam Newton. I even think in Madden, his, even in Madden, I think his MVP season was a fluke. I don't think he was ever a good quarterback. He's decent. But I do think he's going to Washington. I think the Washington football team is going to sign Cam Newton because they don't believe in Taylor Heineke. They should believe in Taylor Heineke. He went toe-to-toe with the GOAT and almost beat him. But they don't believe in Heineke, who should be sponsored by Heineken. Um, Fact. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's just accurate. That's a blown opportunity. Get him that um, <laughs> but so I think Cam Newton will sign with Washington. I don't think Washington needs to bring in a receiver. I think I like Steven Sims. I like Sims. I like McLaurin. I like Logan Thomas. Antonio Gibson's a beast. They've got a great offensive line in Washington. Great defense. And, and, you know, no, not even w- without question. The best pass rush in the NFL, the best defensive line in football lives in Washington, D.C. Their secondary needs a bit of help, but there are some pieces there. I like Cameron Curl. I like Fuller. Like, there are some guys there. Washington's got a good team forming. You put Cam Newton on that team. Cam Newton doesn't even have to be great. He has to be solid. And I think Cam Newton can be solid. Cam Newton is a solid quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a horrible quarterback. He's decent, which, I mean, the Bengals made the playoffs how many years in a row with Andy Dalton, the most average quarterback in NFL history? So Good point, dude. Good point, Quinn. I like that one. 
I mean, the Dalton index exists for a reason. I'd put Cam Newton above Andy Dalton. It's sad that you're both wrong. <laughs> Let's move on. We can talk Cam Newton all day. You're getting me worked up there, Sammy. Yeah, so the next quarterback I have on my list uh, here, Dak Prescott. Is he going anywhere? No. Or does he stay in Dallas? And if he does go somewhere, where is he going? No, Let's, he's going let, nowhere. He's going nowhere. Yeah. Let's move on. We both yeah. agree he's going nowhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all on that. I don't think Dak's going anywhere, but he is a technical mover potential. Can, hey, can, can, I, say, can I say something about Dak, though? Yeah. yeah. I think people still overrate him right now. I think that that injury – is incredibly devastating and people are underestimating the impact it's going to have on Dak Prescott. I have seen him in some trades in dynasty leagues that just blow my mind. Like, why are you trading for Dak Prescott at this time? You don't know how he's going to respond. Now I understand somebody like an Alex Smith had issues and, you know, 17 surgeries coming out of it. And there were complications almost lost his leg. You know, there's, there's extenuating circumstances with an Alex like Smith. Like Sammy his broken ankle. Well, yeah, yeah. Trust, trust me, I'm feeling a little bit more than most right now. <laughs> Gonna be a nub next week. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm gonna call him nubby if, Sammy. If, if, I, if I was a Dak Prescott owner, I am looking to sell him right now because I think people overvalue where he's at. Just interested what you guys think. Yeah, so... I'm just going to come right in and defend Dak Prescott a little bit. One, because I predicted him starting for the Cowboys the year Romo went down and he became the guy. So I'm, I'm still proud of that from way back then. I, I won a championship off of that. But, Not applicable anymore. Yeah, but even still, Dak Prescott is the quarterback of one of the best receiving cores in the league. Gallup, Cooper, C.D. Lamb, that's a disgusting group. I think I could go to that team and still throw for 3,000 yards. I, I've never played quarterback. I was a receiver, but I think I could throw for 3,000 yards with that team. It ain't that hard to throw a drag to C.D. Lamb and say, go. So here's, here's – I don't know. I played, I played quarterback. I can tell you it's a lot harder than you think. Here's an alternative to that whole situation. Cowboys bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Give him a good Fitz chunk magic. of game. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. That Say way, his name. Dak needs a little time to recover. That's your perfect hot spot. I'm I'm improvement mode. That's all I'm saying. I'm improvement yeah. mode. If I if I owned him in any fantasy league, with the offers I've seen tabled that include Dak Prescott, I would probably be jumping all over him. I don't know. I I think I like Dak in fantasy this upcoming year. In my uh, non-dynasty, like just read, you know, traditional fantasy leagues, looking to maybe get Dak this year. I had uh, Lamar last year, or Lamar two years ago, Josh Allen last year. Might go Dak this year because I, I, I just I believe in receiving cores over the quarterback in a lot of situations, and the receiving core can make a bad quarterback look good. All right, next quarterback I got on my list. I got Russell Wilson here. He wants out of Seattle, or at least the rumors say he wants out of Seattle. Do y'all think he actually wants out? Uh, we'll start with uh, Matt. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I don't see why you would want out of Seattle, man. The fans, you got DK, you got Lockett, you got good weapons. 
Um, I've even heard the rumor and innuendo that Aaron Jones might be headed to Seattle. Not getting too sexy on it, but yeah, this is to me, this is all smoke and mirrors. Uh, Sammy? Yeah, so I heard a, a little conversation today that there's a, a little bit of speculation that he's got an issue with the way that Pete Carroll is using his sons to kind of run the offense. And I, I don't know what positions they've got on the uh, Seattle Seahawks coaching staff, but he's got an issue with the way that they're running the offense and not listening to the input that Russell Wilson has. So, you know, all that said, he's not moving. He's staying in Seattle, but there seems to be a little bit of undercurrent and some, some legitimate beef about about some things that are going on with the assistant coaching staff. And then basically because they are related to Pete, the coaching staff itself. So uh, it's something to watch moving forward, but I, I can't see him moving especially because the rumored destination right now is what the saints like that's people all up and him going to the saints come on is right like there's no way he's he stays in seattle you're not trading you're not trading russell wilson yeah so i'll preface uh my comment by saying i think he's staying in seattle but if he moves i think and this is this is going to be like a double take here um one richard sherman's going to be a new york jet because Richard Sherman wants to follow his old defensive coordinator and he's going to go to the jets. And then Russell Wilson is going to see his old buddy, Richard Sherman in New York, be like, yeah, I'll hop in there. And Russell Wilson could play for the jets. I think those are the two. I think he either stays in Seattle, which is like, I'm like 95%. He's going to be a Seahawk 5%. He's a jet. I don't see him going anywhere else. I would not complain about Pete Carroll if I was heading to New York. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I mean, they could, Pete Carroll could pull the old uh, Belichick where, you know, Jamie Collins complains about him and, you know, he gets shipped to, he gets shipped to, um, to Cleveland immediately afterwards. So it's here to play for this 0-16 franchise. Quinn, the best part of going to New York is leaving New York. So get get that trash out of there. Hey, it, I'm just saying, watch out for the Jets. Like there 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 are pieces there that uh, they need they need I, a lot of help. But they're not ready to there. give them that much credit yet. Also, Adam Gase was an idiot. Um, next quarterback I got on my list though, we got Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he leaving the? Is he leaving San Francisco? If he is, where's is he going? Uh, Sammy, we'll start with you. He's not leaving. He had injury issues this year, major injury issues, ankle issues that I can sympathize with <laughs> quite a bit right now. Jeez. So Sammy got his ankles broke on a basketball court. So, but I, I, in all seriousness, I mean, he, if you've got an ankle issue as a quarterback, it is going to greatly impact you. People don't. <laughs> this seems like a lot of like. Uh, with Dak and with Jimmy and Sammy, just we have our own fucking field Yates or whatever you want to call them, injury expert. Now. <laughs> if you're battling ankle injuries, I'm selling your ass because mine sucks ass. It's if we get to Carson Wentz later, I've got some <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on him about 
just leg injuries for quarterbacks in general and how they impact you and how you play. And I mean, he at Robert what, Griffin, the third. Yeah. Yeah. What did, what did, what did he play last year? What did, what did Jimmy G play last year? Eight games. Yeah. Like half the season. It was like half the season. And, and, and when he did and play, out. he was playing hurt. It was in and out, in and out. You know, I'm not going to, to hate on the guy for what he did this year. I can't imagine that the 49ers coaching staff and GMs are going to, are going to hate on him for the way he played with a busted ankle. He's staying there. I think he's decent. I, 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 and that's it. I'm not giving him anything more. He's decent. And that's all they need. They've got a good roster. We've talked about defenses before with other teams. They've still got a great defense. And a really good receiving core and the best tight end in football. In fact. Uh, Matt, what do you think about, uh, about there, Jimmy G? Nothing's wrong with Jimmy G other than he needs to stay healthy. But you know what to help Jimmy G? I'm kind of foreshadowing my uh, Aaron Jones article next week. But Aaron Jones, dude, imagine putting him on this complete Niners team with cap space. But no, Jimmy G, dude, I don't see him going anywhere. Like, he was in there with, what was it, John Lynch and Shanahan with the owner, making, doing, pretty much picking their team. So to me, end of discussion, Jimmy Hanson's a, a Niner through and through. Yeah, I think I think Jimmy G stays, but to kind of counter your Aaron Jones point, it apparently does not matter who plays running back for the 49ers. They're just going to put up, you know, 200 True. yards and three touchdowns. So why go out and pay a guy when you could put Joe Blow off the street? They just walk out onto like the boardwalk in Seattle, <laughs> grab a human being and say, go play running back. And he, Yo, and he excels. Don't, don't, hate, don't hate on my guy, Raheem Mostert. Oh, no, I like no. Lisa Mostert. See, I like Mostert. The thing is, Mostert goes down, and then Mostert's backup goes down, and then that guy goes down, and then that I guy goes down, it. and then that next guy still produces. Just don't disparage my guy. I get what you're saying. I love me some Mostert. Yeah, I don't I don't see a reason for San Fran to go out and get a quarterback or a running back. I think, honestly, if that's the big one, though, does San Fran trust Garoppolo to stay healthy? If Garoppolo stays on the field, they're a Super Bowl contender. But without him, you have Nick Mullins, who the only claim he has to fame is he went to the same college as Brett Favre. So, so here, uh, I'll, I'll already get into it then, what I was going to say earlier. So the, the mechanics of a quarterback get changed based upon how their legs get hit and how their legs are injured. So it's very similar to like a Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz tore that ACL. Carson Wentz had the worst offensive line in football. He bailed on a lot of passes because he was afraid to get that leg hit. It's very similar to a Jimmy G situation where does he feel confident in that leg getting hit? If he doesn't feel confident and they see that in practice, if they go live on the quarterback and they see that in practice, they need to move on. If he is able to take a hit on that ankle, if he's able to move around, then they should be fine. That's 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 the the million dollar question right there with both of them. Yeah, and I mean, as, a, as a whole, I like the Niners' O line. I really do. I think they've got good pieces there. I think it's time for a drink, fellas. 
Let's keep it going. It's high by happy hour. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Let's have a drink. Cheers. Yeah. So, um, the next guy that is a potential mover on my list, and then we'll get into Carson Wentz, uh, Sam Darnold. Is he going anywhere? Do, does his coaching staff maybe believe in him to give him one more shot? Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Dude, I don't. <laughs> this is not not a sexy uh, sexy topic for me. I don't know if he would be a starter somewhere else. I don't have that Depends much Depends on how many ghost CCs. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he did that on Monday Night Football. I, I'll give the Gase theory or whatever a little bit of cred. But to me, he's kind of like Winston. He's just – to me, he's – He's not a starter. He's a backup, but I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't really care where he goes. I just don't, till I see it, I'm not going to buy into it. I've seen it with Jimmy G. I've seen it with Cam Newton. I've seen it with all these other guys you've mentioned. I haven't seen enough of Darnold on a good team or whatever else it calls. I'm just going to hard pass this one. Uh, Sammy, what do you got on Darnold? I like Darnold. I love his arm talent. I love everything about Sam Darnold. I loved him in college. I thought he was incredible. He played against a good Penn State team in a Rose Bowl, and he tore them up. He threw one of the best passes that I have ever seen a college quarterback throw. And I've been that college football is, is my passion. He threw a, 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 a slant that was just unbelievable. I even looked at my wife as soon as he threw it, and I said, that's just crazy. I can't believe he even threw it let alone completed it. And uh, I love Sam Darnold. I don't know what they can do to be better than Sam Darnold from an arm talent standpoint. Now, if, if you talk about the head issues, you, you mentioned the ghosts earlier. Yeah, are there problems there? I don't know. I can only talk to you about the physical tools, and Sam Darnold is – no kidding, a great, great arm talent. Well, I think he, I think he stays in New York. I don't think he moves anywhere because I don't think that any of the quarterbacks coming out after Trevor Lawrence are clearly better than Sam Donald. So I'll tell you where I think a quarterback that potentially has head issues could go, a coach that could get his head right. It's the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Ooh. Sam Darnold to New England because New England's going to let Cam Newton go because Cam Newton's going to go be, play for the Washington football team for his old coach, Ron Rivera. So they're going to have a QB vacancy. That vacancy gets filled by Sam Darnold. While at the same time, New England says, we got to give this guy at least one weapon. So Juju Smith-Schuster, who also clearly has an attitude problem, you want to get that fixed, go get Bill Belichick and his bull whip. And they play together. Suddenly, you got Juju, you got Darnold. I still think Nikhil Harry could be a good number two. There's a little bit of something going on there. Well, well let I me think tell you, Darnold's a Patriot. So, so let, let me let me tell you, Quinn. I actually the only team that I thought of for Sam Darnold was no kidding the Patriots. The only reason I had hesitation is it's not a free agency move; it's a trade move. Are the Jets going to be willing to trade? Sam Darnold to the Patriots Good in point. the same division. That, that is the only hesitation I had because I, I was a completely 
100%. I thought that that was a good move for him. But if, if Juju moves there with, with him, played in the same USC team, might be impressive. Yeah, I could. I, I think for I think for from a Sam Darnold, like as a person perspective, as a quarterback perspective, that's the best thing that could happen to him. Because I do think the Jets, while I personally believe they should trade down from the number two pick, I think they should stick with Sam Darnold, trade down, get more assets. That team has way too many holes. We agree. But, but I think they're going to take Zach Wilson at number two and they're going to want to move Sam Darnold. I don't think it's the right move, but they're the Jets. So why would they make the right move? Interesting. Also a good point. But, um, so yeah, that kind of sums up my guys that have moved or are potential movers. So I want to go into the one guy that's moved recently and what you guys think about it. Cause I'll tell you right now, I love this move. Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Oh, this is tough. I uh, definitely think it's better than that shit show in Philly. Um, so I'm looking at Rivers last year was quarterback 17. From a fantasy standpoint, you would think Wentz should improve with a healthy Paris Campbell. Uh, Michael Pittman year two should be a lot more polished. Same with Taylor. I don't think that defense is getting worse. And they have drafts out there. Yeah. So to me, I mean, I feel like it from a family fantasy perspective, he's always been good. And I think he has that MVP form. So yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I'm, I'm a wheels up on wins. Uh, Sammy, what do you think on Carson? Same. Uh, so I would add a couple guys in there. Uh, first of all, Peterson was his coach, his offensive coordinator. Did you say that, Maddie? Not yet. Peterson was, Peterson was offensive coordinator in Philly when he was just ridiculous. Frank Absolutely Reich. Re Frank Reich, thank you. Thank you. Peterson was his coach in Philly. Thank you, Quinn. So Frank Reich was his uh, offensive coordinator in Philly. Just, you know, put up absurd numbers. And then T.Y. Hilton did nothing this last year. Absolutely nothing. But you add him as your third receiver, that's pretty impressive. And it's a young T.Y. He's 31 going into this season with some young guys on the outside. JT in the backfield. Good offensive line in front of him. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. If the offensive line can protect him, Carson Wentz can do some things. It's the knee that that scares you. If he's getting pressure, then he's going to struggle. So just, just watch out for it. You know, he's going to throw some, some balls at sale. He's going to throw some balls that are long that you're like, how the hell did you miss that? And it's because guys are too close to him. Close, not even as close as, as some of the other, you know, quarterbacks that you'd see in the league, but he's scared to take the hit. I, I will go to my grave saying Carson Wentz is scared of that knee still. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you're right, but I also think guys aren't going to get that close to him because Carson Wentz sits behind the best offensive line in the NFL. They lost their left tackle, though. They did. Costanzo re retired. Costanzo retired, but they still got Big Q. Big Q's, uh, a, Big Q's a monster. So they got a guard. Great. 
They don't have a guard. They have the best guard. They have the guard. All right, fine. They have the guard. So I still agree. Their offensive line is is really, really good. I'd still put them at number one, even without Gastonzo. I still put them at number one. That group as a whole is just great. But the other thing is, like you talked about Frank Reich, which I love that point because, like, so obviously I'm a Chargers fan, so I love me some Phillip Rivers, Daddy Phil. And so Phil went to Indianapolis because of Frank Reich. Because Frank Reich was his guy years ago in San Diego. He went there because there was a good offensive line and Rivers got protection for the first time since 2006. When the Chargers went 14-2, and that was the last time Rivers had a good offensive line. He goes to Indianapolis, gets a good O-line, and noodle arm Phil still puts up a solid season. You put a young quarterback on that offense with that team, and the one guy no one has mentioned so far that I think really deserves a mention, Mo Cox, the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Rivers loved him because Mo Cox is Gates. Antonio Gates and Mo Cox are very similar people. And Carson Wentz is going to go into that offense and he's going to see Moali Cox as a slightly better Zach Ertz. And they're going to feed all season long. If you can, like, tight end markets weak in fantasy, Moali Cox is one of the guys that I think you need to go after this year. And Carson Wentz is going to ball out in Indianapolis, and the Colts are going to win the AFC South. Quinn, so so everything I said, I want to to – preface i guess it's not preface anymore but i want to say i have been trying to trade for carson wentz for a month now when it looked like he might be going to indianapolis i think that is a great pickup i thought it was a great pickup before i think it's the best landing spot wentz could have had yeah you're dude you're not kidding yeah no i can't think of a better uh, spot he could have gone words of uh austin powers yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's Manny's music time. You hear the music in the background. I'm getting ready. This is my music pick of the week. The daddy delivers. And what I do all week is at my normal job, I drive around on a forklift jamming out the tunes the hits baby so this hit i'm gonna go ahead and lay on you 1982 eddie money shaken this is a gentleman who had over i think it was 11 top 20 hits throughout the late 70s early 80s this guy was on fire two tickets to paradise walking on water baby hold on but tonight i will play you a little clip of shaking.
Speaking of shaking, speaking of two tickets to paradise, it's a Maddie Daddy segment, baby. We're on Hot by Happy Hour, brought to you by the Fantasy Affair. Go check out our podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Hot by Happy Hour. Hot by, hot by. We're also on fffair.com. We got Quinn, Sammy, and the Maddie Daddy. And we're kicking ass and taking names. But before we get out of here, I want to talk, touch on my topic. Spring break. Spring break. Spring break. Spring break forever. <laughs> All right. So we're talking spring break here. We've been through this COVID year. We are on to March. First couple days, we're on, we're recording this on March 2nd. It'll be dropped the third or the fourth. So we're talking spring break, man. Everybody's sick and fucking tired of COVID. So I want I have two questions. Where is a vacation spot you want to go? And tell me your spring break memory. So Quinn, I'm gonna start you off with spring break memory. Do you have any memorable spring break moments? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. My spring breaks usually consist of calling hockey, or used to, pre-COVID. Um, uh, my last spring break, I flew out to Dallas, and I called hockey for 10 days. And just, yeah, it was the uh, American Collegiate Hockey Association. It was their national tournament. And so I went out there. I was in Dallas for 10 days. Had some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life. If you've never had Texas barbecue, get out there. It's fantastic. But yeah, just got to hang out with some of my best friends in the world, call hockey for 10 days and get drunk every night. It was great. Love it. How about you, Sammy? Any uh, crazy spring break moments? I know you're a family man now, but I know at one point you were doing the dirty 30. So what do you have a spring break moment that sticks out or are you just kind of your best moments or as a family man? Uh, no, nah, bro. My, uh, my best spring break moment was we went to St. Augustine. I grew up in Tampa, went over to St. Augustine. Me, there's uh, eight of my really good friends. One of the guys uh, had a beach house over in St. Augustine on uh, the Atlantic coast. So about, three hours from Tampa and we went out there, hung out for an entire weekend. I think it was like four days. It was fantastic, dude. We just had a great time, you know, being 17 year olds house to ourselves, being able to do whatever we wanted. It was pretty sweet, man. We, uh, we, we cruised the beach, tried to holler at 20 year olds. They all laughed at us, you know, just the, the regular shit. Of course. But, uh, yeah. But, but, and, then, and then most of my spring break moments happened when I was in the Navy, just pulling in random ports at random times. Oh, just a party all the time. And you're not working, you're partying. Bro, you don't understand. All right. Well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take the cake on this one. Um, the Maddie Daddy grew up in Florida. He grew up in the panhandle. He grew up during MTV days. So if anybody knows about MTV, say what karaoke, Club La Vila, Panama City, it's the Maddie Daddy. I, uh, I think I was 16, 17. I made my way to Club La Vila. Little John and the Ying Yang Twins were performing. So, of course. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. 
What? Okay. Yeah, Maddie, Daddy got wild. Matt, now. you're dating yourself. Oh, it's okay to date myself. That's <laughs> nostalgia, baby. That's what I love. Yin Gang Twins, Little John. There it is. There it is. Um, getting free, uh, free sleeves of dip. Getting a party uh, like a rock star. Talk to these girls. Just shit face out of my mind. That's what spring break is. Like you have to embrace, you know, spring break forever. Obviously, I'm a family man now. So that was my moment, dude. Little John, Yin Yang Twins. It's all about music for me. It's all about the beach, Florida, the bikinis, the tits, you name it. I'm all about it. So that moves me on to vacations. So we're talking spring break. We just talked our spring break moment. Now I want to hit on a good spring break, like under the radar spot. I'm going to start. I am headed to Pensacola, Florida here in probably the next two months i'm moving back i'm in kentucky right now but i'm ready to be back on those bad streets of pensacola florida be with my family with my click uh dude bikini contest wet t-shirt contest just the life of a rock star obviously i won't be doing that but just being able you get stressed out from work whatever else just go to the beach dude just go outside the sun, everything, it just kind of soothes your mind, soothes your soul. So to me, Florida is one of those places, like, kids are driving you crazy, the wife's driving you crazy. Pack up the car, go to the beach. You can't get COVID on the beach. Just go chill. Decompress, rewind. Um, let's go with you first, Sammy. Is there a vacation spot that maybe you were thinking of or one that you would recommend to somebody else? Yeah, so me and my family, I've got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. So we've gone on a couple cruises for spring break while the kids were yeah. uh, were little. But I'm going to back out of that, you know, because that's, really? that's going back down to Tampa, Tampa from, from where I'm at in, in PA. You know, we go down there, hang out at the beach, go to the cruises. Yeah, it's, anybody can do that. What I will recommend to people who are thinking outside of the box Go to Shenandoah National Park in really? Virginia. Quinn's shaking his head because he's a Virginia Beach guy. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Shenandoah National Park. I took my kids there two years ago. It is unbelievable. It is basically just one mountain for, what do you think, Quinn? About 150 miles. And you can Damn. see like basically back to Washington, D.C., from the top of these mountains because there's nothing in between and That's it's gorgeous. cool man like we it is awesome it is awesome they got skyline drive which just travels the top of the peaks and uh, we we picked up a, a map right at the beginning of the uh, the park that told us the highest peaks and we tried to hit every one in the the two days that we were there we missed one of them but it is it's fantastic and we were talking about you know burning off some energy for the kids yeah that is that that's the way to do it man have them hike you get to the top of these mountains and you're looking around you're like holy shit this is nuts it's it's awesome man i'd love to go back we i mean we've pretty much seen seen all the highest peaks there but i'd still go back tomorrow sounds like you need to go this year man spring break well never mind old nub foot ain't going we, anywhere shit oh. well, well 
Well, buddy, we were we were we were gonna go, we were gonna go back last year. Oh. They, they actually they actually closed closed down all the national parks, even though they're that's even parks. worse, dude. Like, open that shit up. We're ready to go. Yeah. How? Like, let us enjoy a park. Shit, um, yeah. Quinn, real quick. What's you're what twenty two? So you've you've told your spring break moments. Where would be a place that you went with your family? or place you would like to look forward to going to in the future? Yeah, for me, it I, I as Sammy said, I'm a Virginia Beach guy, and I would love to I, – I do enjoy just going back home. Now, the key is, though, when you go to Virginia Beach, you don't go to the oceanfront. Never go to the oceanfront in Virginia Beach, Sandbridge Beach. At Sandbridge yes, Beach, sir. they have – they got beach houses. You can stay there with you and a few other friends, and that beach is so much more isolated – you actually get to see some good wildlife. It's a really it's great from, place to hang out. And it's it's not too far from Virginia Beach. It's not. Interesting. Yeah, it's a great a, location. So so what's funny is I've got a, a friend of mine up here who goes to Virginia Beach every year for uh for spring break with his family, four kids, him and his wife. And I keep telling him, go to Sandbridge, bro. Go mm-hmm. to Sandbridge. And if you know. Go to go to the other banks. Go somewhere different than just Virginia Beach, and he doesn't want to hear it. So I agree with you, Quinn. I'm yeah, on, Sandbridge I'm a, I'm over the ocean front any day of the week. Sounds like uh, Sandbridge for sure, for sure, underrated. So we got Sandbridge, Sammy. What what mountain did you say again? Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. And I said the Panhandle of Florida. You can. Fl- Great places to vacation. Um, dude, we've hit on it all. Upsets, quarterback movers, spring break. We're back, baby. This is our first pod of many. It's hot by happy hour. We are going to be doing this every week. Give you guys just a taste of fantasy and just life in general. Just know, end of the week, come Wednesday, you can pop open a beer grab a smoky and just have a good time, man. That's what we're about. So as we get out of here, we'll be back next Wednesday or Thursday, whatever we're feeling. We have a little beers on Tuesday. So if Wednesday is not a good day, we'll go Thursday, but just know hot by happy hour. Nobody does it better. Sammy, where can they find you? At Samuel underscore Gordon at Twitter on twitter perfect quinn yeah. what about you big daddy mine's as easy as sammy it's quinn underscore cusky uh two n's and quinn c-u-s-k-e-y you can find me at maddie daddy 2652 not only are we grinding on ff we're putting out all sorts of pods We're putting out the rookie on the rise. We're putting out our fantasy affair podcast. This hot by happy hour. And you know, I'm going to get my shit in. So don't you forget about the wrestling Met podcast. Yeah. I'm going to get it in because we're the cream of the crop and nobody does it better. But truly guys, it's been a pleasure. If you guys have any good topics you guys want us to discuss, feel free to hit us up on Twitter instagram anywhere you can find the fantasy affair i am maddie this is quinn this is sammy 
and it's been our pleasure, my treasure.